in their bodies, Lord. We pray, Father, that somehow, some way, in this moment, even now, as we're praying that by Your Holy Spirit, they would receive their healing. They would receive You, Lord Jesus, by Your Word. You are Jehovah Rapha, our Lord, our healer. By Your Word, by Your stripes, we are healed. So, Lord, even now, as You're ministering to them spiritually, we pray that You would minister to their physical bodies. And Father, not just for them who are not in our presence, but for those who are in our presence, those in this room that need a physical healing. Lord, we lift ourselves, we lift all that we are bodily to You. And Father, thank You that You are healing us spiritually. Thank You that You're ministering to us spiritually. But thank You, Lord, also that You are ministering to our physical bodies now, even now, Lord. And so, Lord, I pray while we're in this attitude, while we're in this moment, Lord, that you, would, that you would mold us and that You would make us and that we would be more conformed to Your image because of this visitation that we've had with You, because Your presence changes things, because Your presence, Father, in Your presence is the fullness of joy. Father, that Your might, Your power is with us. It's here right now, so it's by Your might and it's by Your presence, Lord, we ask that You would change us that You would minister to us, that Your Word, Father, would be brought forth in spirit and in truth, and we would receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Get all the glory. You may be seated. Hallelujah. 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 So, as usual, (laughs) I've overstudied. So, that's why I pray for the Lord's help and Holy Spirit to be all over this because if I do it my way, we'll lock the doors and you're going to be here and you definitely are not going to beat the Baptists to the Golden Corral. I'm just telling you that right now. But I'm in, I'm, I'm, we're still in, and, and, and thank God, I mean, I appreciate you all that have, are here every week and then some of you I know you can't make it every week and then some who are, are watching maybe can't. Amen. Who can't make it every week. Now we've been in the Beatitudes. We've been in the blessed life for, I don't know, two or three or four weeks. I don't know what it's been. but uh, So we're taking it little by little. But I do want to, again, for some of you, I know this is repetitious, but if you will, just hang with me. Um, blessed. The blessed life. And again, I want to go back and just summarize real quick because I think it's so very important, uh, if you will. That blessed word, that, that archaic, it comes from an ancient word, B-L-E-S-T, extremely or supremely blessed. My brothers and sisters, again, I want to remind you and remind myself even, that means as supremely, that word is excellently, it's the highest degree, extreme, with the highest authority. My brothers and sisters, that is the most important thing, one of the most important takeaways that we can get from this series. Blessed is blessed. Blessed is not just something that we call blessed because it makes us happy or it brings us gratification in the moment. Blessed is blessed because He says it's blessed and because it comes from Him. We should be happy about it because it's what He thinks that we need to have. It's what He wants us to have. Therefore, that's why we're blessed. That's why we should have gratitude toward it. That's why we should be happy about it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, with that in mind, the first few again, or you know, how I see myself, if you would, uh, the next few from 6 down. But I, I want to again point out to you in 6, verse 6 of chapter 5, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. My brothers and sisters, this is so important. Because, listen, without Jesus, it doesn't matter anyway. Right? I'm hungering and thirsting for the righteousness of God 
listen, that's only can be found in Christ Jesus. And I'm hungry and thirsty for more of Jesus. And with that, with being in Christ, that's where the blessing is. The true blessing is being part of His body. The true blessing can only come as for being. And the more, my brothers and sisters, the more and as we, listen, I'm sorry, i got to slow this thing down here. The longer that we be, are in the faith, the longer that we are Christians, the more I think that we come to understand is more of Jesus, less of me. Yeah. Amen? Less of me, I'm blessed. Yeah. Amen? More of Him. Man, it's, it's just like more of the weight. Does anybody, I, I know I'm on a sidetrack already, but does anybody remember when you truly gave your heart to the Lord? And you've, do you remember that weight being lifted off of you? Do you remember how that felt? And I'm not talking about now being led by our feelings, but to a great degree, we're made that way. Do you remember the relief and the ah oh, that you had? My brothers and sisters, that's the thing that we uh, can experience with Him on a regular basis. Amen? That's what part of this is, and that's what this is all about. And I want to be, again, as usual, I want to say if there's any mistakes in the slides, it's not case and it's me because I don't even know what I gave them, to be honest with you. So blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I want to point out, too, while I'm here, this righteousness is not the self-righteousness that the Pharisees had. And I know that you know this, but I want to make sure that we never get caught in that little bit just because we've, uh, and you've heard Pastor Tony say this a lot, you know, just because we may have modified our behavior, that doesn't mean that we're in the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. You know, God's not into, again, God is not into behavior modification. He's into life transformation. Amen. So, right? So, so it's not, again, the real deal is less of Tony, more of Christ, but not just on the outside and just when I think someone's watching because he's always watching. And remember what we learned, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It's what's on the inside that God is looking at. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, and, and see, so that self-righteousness that the Pharisees has, it's, it's really is good for nothing. And in fact, we know Jesus, God's heart toward that. He was the most harsh toward them. You're hypocrites. Right? Your father is the devil. Boy, he threw a lot of stuff at them. Amen? Amen. So, 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 so first thing, we have to understand one thing. He's righteous. I'm not. And so no matter how good or how, matter how smart, how much scripture I think I know, it's still Him, not me. How much am I submitted to Him and His truth? Right? And see, I know that this is repetitive, but to be honest with you, unless we truly understand that, and listen, not just understand it intellectually, but really understand it in our hearts. And there might be, so I think, I'm going to, at the end of the, this message, hopefully come back to that if the Lord allows. So, blessed are the merciful, they shall... They shall see, see the, these are all of those things that happen after that verse. After that verse. What verse? We're hungering, thirsting after righteousness. We, we're going to take on the character of God. The first few showed us who, you know, what we need to be or, or you know, showed us our view of ourselves, right? We mourn. We, you know, we, we should be you know, poor in spirit, right? The, the way we should see ourselves. But now look again. Blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. Last week, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. They should be called the children of God or the sons of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So again, now look, going forward, 
It's very important that we understand a couple of things. I'm not going to try and impress you because I know that you guys can do word studies too. And so, but I want to remind you because it is of the utmost importance that we understand that that word peacemaker, where it comes from, it's, it's a compound word, peace and maker. It's a compound word. So my brothers and sisters, but that word, and the reason why I, I bring that to your attention, that last part, that maker part, is uh, poeo, to make or to do in a, uh, in a wide uh, application. So it's, or make or do peace, right? To be, right? To make or do peace. But l- listen, but that irene, irene, that, that is the word peace. That word peace really is almost synonymous with the word shalom, the Hebrew word, Right? So that word is, it's important that we understand that it's not just talking about the absence of chaos. It's not just talking about, you know, no more war. But really what it means is wholeness, wellness, prosperity. Right? And, and, and st- I, I could give you a lot of scriptures, and many of you already know a lot of them. You know, where do wars come from in James, right? It's right because we're we're seeking our own, and that's usually what happens. Even wars against you know wars that are being fought nation in nation, territory, you know, uh, uh, natural resources, things of that nature. Right? It's because someone has a, is self seeking. Isn't that really where wars and all of those things come from? But look at what it says in the proverb with me in Proverbs twelve twenty. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. Counselors of peace have joy. Do you know what that, that counselors there, if you break that word down, you know, that's obviously coming from the Hebrew, that, that, that doesn't mean that you just, this mean, that, that there's, there's an action. You're speaking about it. You're doing something about it, right? You're promoting it somehow, some way. So it's not just that I'm going to sit here and I'm not going to be at war with anybody. And see, that coincides, and then that, that's more in line with that word that we just studied as it relates to uh, where we were, peacemaker. It's not someone who just is peaceful in and of themselves. They're, they're doing something to influence peace around them. Right? Okay, am, am, are we all go, good so far? I haven't lost anybody yet. Hallelujah. Miracle. So, but, but look at also what I coupled that with, because this is important. So we got the proverb, and now look at Galatians 5, 22, 23. Verse that everybody in this room, I'm very confident, everybody in this room is familiar with, the fruit of the Spirit. Pursue peace with all people. Nope, I'm sorry, I skipped one. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. But you see, joy is linked with peace there? Isn't that, think about that. Isn't it very hard to experience joy? Okay, spouses... Man, when there's a conflict with your spouse, how, how, I'm not looking at anybody. <laughs> when there's a conflict with your spouse, husbands, are you anxious to go home after work? <laughs> Wives, I could say the same thing. I, obviously, I'm not going to pick on anybody, um, any husband or wife. But do you understand, though, in order, as it relates to an illustration, isn't it hard when there's a little bit of, of, of non-peace in the home, you know, how, you know, it's really hard to have joy. It's, you know, you don't want to be around that kind of, isn't that, isn't that right? But my brothers and sisters, love is first and foremost, always. Do you see that? There, this is no accident that it's love, the fruit of the Spirit, love. Love first. Everything is predicated on love. 
Right? Why? And then we, if we go to 1 Corinthians 13, see, I always do this. I'm sorry. If we don't have love, we really don't have fruit. We're faking the fruit. If we really don't have love, we're, we're faking speaking in tongues. You could speak in tongues all the day long. It means nothing. You know how I know that? I'm smart. No, it says it in the Word. It says when you're doing that and you don't have love, you're making noise. Right? Okay, so my brothers and sisters, I, I, I just love is the key to all of it, obviously. And the essence of God is love. But then joy and peace are, are linked. We see that in the Scripture. We see it, don't we? So love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Hallelujah. All by the Holy Spirit in our lives, working in us. Amen? So now let me go to Hebrews with you. In Hebrews chapter 12, I'm going to be firing a lot of Scripture at you. You can check it out later, please. Not all of it will be up. Hebrews 12, pursue peace with all people. How many people? All people. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. So, my brothers and sisters, if you'll look real closely at that first, I have, obviously, I have that piece is, is highlighted for you. But I also want to bring your attention, you see that word holiness? Holiness. And, and, and that immediately what it says after that, without which no one will see the Lord. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Do you see this? It's, everything is, is just totally linked and bonded together in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. So look, uh, have peace with all people and holiness. So pursue peace, but holiness. I want to pause here for a moment because here's what I want to say to you. And, I, and if the Lord allows me later, maybe, I don't know. But I, I want to say, look, pursuing peace doesn't mean that you have to compromise in order to keep peace. Because here's, I'm going to throw this at you. Here's part of the problem that we have in the current church. And here's the problem that we have in this country. In order to, you know, have everything smoothed over, in order for us not to have rocks thrown at us or uh, tomatoes thrown at us, in order for us to fit in, in order for us to make nice, in order for people to accept us, our doctrine, our theology, we've compromised and holiness is not preached. Hasn't been preached for a long time. That's why we are in the condition that we're in. Why? Because, listen, my brothers and sisters, no matter what anybody tells you, it's you are the conscience of the culture. That's what we were called to be. And when we stopped being that, look what happened. So my, and now the culture is in the church. My brothers and sisters, pursue peace with all people. But that doesn't mean that you stop living holy. That doesn't mean you compromise to get along with them. Hallelujah. You knew how to go there, huh? But, but my brothers and sisters, that's, and that's what I want our young people to know. It's not a bunch of just gray-haired people, people like myself who have been you know, in this Scripture for 40 years or wherever it's been, and, and so many of you, and many of you are a lot younger than me. Not that many, but many of you in this room are younger than me. And, and then I have my grandchildren, and, and bless God, you know, Zach back here. My brothers and sisters, we have young people among us. They need to know this. It's not... It's, listen... The music you're listening to and the things that you're compromising with, that's not how it's meant to be. That's not what the church was meant to be. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you are to walk in holiness and be the conscience. And listen, 
when you are the conscience, not everybody's going to like you. In fact, further in this scripture, we're going to get to it pretty soon, he says that you're going to be persecuted for my namesake. That's how you know you're doing it good. Amen? But we've had to fill seats and we've had to be popular and we have to say, well, in order for us to reach the masses, we've got to be like the masses and look where it's gotten us. We have, we have experimentally... This is not a guess. This is not my opinion. We could look and see and we know exactly what happened. Amen? And so now, my, uh, I, I could stay there all day. So now let's look, look at First Thessalonians chapter 5 with me. First Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in verse 12. We urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And listen, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, be at peace among yourselves. See, my brother and sister, here's part of the reason that I brought this scripture in. I really believe Holy Spirit is nudging me and nudging you. And many of you have are in this church. Maybe you, and please, if, if I'm just, I'm not singling anybody out. I'm not, I don't have any one of you in mind. I'm just preaching by Holy Spirit. So I'm not trying to offend you, but if this offends you, please, I'm begging you, take it up with Holy Spirit. Some of you may be in this church because you had a problem in another church. And maybe the problem that you had in another church was, you know, they preached against something or someone corrected you or tried to correct you and you, and you, you, know, and you didn't like it. Now, my brothers and sisters, I'm not saying that you were wrong, they were wrong. I'm, that, that's not what I'm saying. Let's just make sure that this scripture isn't the reason why we play, um, uh, uh, you know, church jumper, church hopper. Let's make sure that, you know, if I'm being admonished through the preaching or through counseling, maybe wise counsel, let's make sure, and, and now, let me just say this. I've had people leave this church because I've said some stuff to them. I've tried to say it in love, and I, and I think I did, um, but, but I have had people leave this church because of that. But, my brothers and sisters, I, I don't want anyone to leave the church. If, if I have to say something to you, believe me, it was because, I mean, I don't want to. I, and, and, in fact, I've had other people leave the church because they didn't believe I was strong enough against some other people that they had an ought with or they saw something in and I should have taken care of it. I'm, I'm tell, it's a no-win situation. But, my brothers and sisters, not poor me, I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, this scripture is speaking to us. Okay? Or, or, does that make sense to anybody? Am, 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 am I, are you still with me? Is that tracking? See, so I want to make sure that, look, there, that we be at peace amongst each other. And just because we may have to hold each other accountable, which is what we're supposed to do, if you see your brother in sin, go to him. Listen, tell the truth in love. Not in, no, I'm, not, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to judge. Oh, you're judging me. No, 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 no. Listen, I just want to help you. Is there anything I could do to pray with you? Or, or what, can, what can we do to help you? you know, do, we, do we want to seek counsel? Do we want to, if you're a woman, do we want to speak with Miss Michelle? If you're a young person, do we need to speak with Miss Rachel or, or Tony? Or, or Is there anybody that we... Come on, let's, let's work this out. Does that make sense to you? My brothers and sisters, easy to say. I know it's hard to do. But I, will, I, I can tell you that you're... Number one, you're... Downfall doesn't shock Jesus. And your downfall doesn't shock me. Unfortunately, I've heard a bunch of stuff. 
and 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 unfortunately, you know, it, but but fortunately, God, 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 God loves you. And when you go and you humble yourself and you listen, my brothers and sisters, and you humble yourself and you ask for forgiveness, you're forgiven. And you're restored. That's what the Scripture teaches us. So listen, if I love someone and I want to be at peace with you, I'm certainly not going to ignore and I can't. That's not what I'm called to do. But I'm not called to be your fruit inspector either. Right? So look, so, so let, me, let me bottom line this right here. I, we don't need to be all in each other's business. But at the same time, if we see our brother hurting or our sister hurting, and, we, and it's an obvious thing, and, and the Lord has laid on your heart, man, go to them in love. If you're not sure, go to an elder. Go to an older woman. Go to, I don't mean older in age, I mean, <laughs> go to Miss Michelle, a pastor, and, and, and let's try to work this out. You know what I'm saying? And, that's, and, then, and so, so, so there, that doesn't mean that we can't be peaceful. No, love sometimes requires for us to... God Doesn't God spank us? Isn't that what the Scripture says? Right? He, he chastens the ones He loves. And I'm not talking about me or, or someone else. We're chastening each other. No, it's done in love to help each other, to lift each other up. Amen? So, so listen, if, if that ever happens, don't just up and leave the church. Or if you really feel strongly that you have to leave the church, would you do, just do me one favor? Either come tell me in person, write me a note. Write me a note. I just this happened or whatever, and so I don't think that I said something from the pulpit and I stepped on my own tongue and caused you to get separated. Does that make sense to you? Okay, please. I appreciate that. So now I'm gonna again. I'm gonna keep throwing the scriptures at you in James chapter three, uh, beginning in verse fourteen. Some of it will be up on the board. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, there's there's that's the major negative. If you have bitter envy, self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. The wi- that wisdom does not come from above, but it's earthly, sensual, demonic. Amen. Demonic. For what, what, watch. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion in every evil thing are. You see that? So my brothers and sisters, again, a lot of this, what we're talking about, being a peacemaker or having that, that spirit in you, on you, man, if you're constantly seeking yourself, you're, you're, you're promoting yourself, or you get your feelings hurt if you're not noticed, or if it's all about you, 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 that's a problem. You're going to have a hard time being a peacemaker. Come on. But watch this in, in verse 17 with me. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable. Blessed are the pure in heart. Right? Then you're able to be a peacemaker, and you're going to have joy. You're going to see God. Then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. Sometimes in order for us to have peace, we don't compromise. But I'm not going to stand there until I change your mind and make sure that you can tell me I'm right, you're wrong. Anybody understand that? Used to be that way. But my brothers and sisters... Let me just share something with you. One of the most the learning experience that I had was from a dear friend of mine 
who was, he was also a brother in law. Both of us were younger in the Lord back then. And we, I can't remember what we were doing, and I was helping him work on something on his house. And he kept insisting on something. And I knew it was wrong, but I didn't say anything. I didn't want to insult him or anything like that. And then after a little while, uh, you know, I fixed it the way it was supposed to be. And he said, you knew all along that I was wrong, but you, you didn't know. See, the, I, I, it's not because I'm this great guy. I just didn't feel like it was the right thing. I, I figured I knew how he would react. And that was Holy Spirit. And you know what he said? Thank you. I guess because in his mind or maybe in his experience that everyone always had was the one telling him he's wrong, he's wrong, he's wrong. And he wanted to learn. He, his learning would be experienced a different way. Does that make sense? Okay. I've had other people say the same thing. You knew this, but you didn't tell me. Why didn't you tell me? I've had some people get mad at me. Why didn't you tell me? It wasn't my place. My brothers and sisters, sometimes it is your place. Sometimes it's not. Amen? So look, how do I know? Holy Spirit. That's why you need to be tight with God. Amen? Sometimes being peaceable just, rem- just means that you just got to zip it. Just for the moment, alright? Alright. <clears throat> Full of mercy, but the wisdom that is from above is first... Uh, peace, uh, pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality. That's another one I've seen in the church where you know pastors or leadership will make allowances for certain people that they won't make for others. I'm not trying to call out, I'm not, you're not going to hear me say any names or I'm not going to tell you who have I had these experiences with, but I already see some of you, more than one, some of you nodding your heads. You've experienced this, you've seen this in the church. Brothers and sisters, we're human. So those people, forgive them. They're human. They're human. But my brothers and sisters, that's not really good for church and bringing peace among the brethren. Amen? Without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace or by those who are the peacemakers. Sown in righteousness. Right, we have to have we have to hunger and thirst for righteousness. We have to be close to Jesus Christ. We have to have His Spirit in us. And man, my brothers and sisters, then the peace that 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 we understand that only can be understood with God starts to emanate from us, and we're able to do that. We're able to be those counselors, those peacemakers. We know how to get in the middle. So, so let's say some parents in here. Maybe you have a couple of children. Have you ever had to get in between your children? Yeah, and, you know, and and sometimes it's just a hey, you get over there and you get over there and don't cross this line, right? I remember when our kids were a little bit smaller. Right? My son is in there. Thank God, Rachel's in the other room. Well, you know, we're driving, we're taking a long ride, and they're hey, he's looking at me. You know, they're get on your own side. And I remember one time it got so bad. I said, listen, if you kids don't stop it, I'm going to pull over. You remember that? Look how big he is, right? Good thing he was smaller than. If you kids don't stop it, I'm going to pull his car over. And they didn't believe me. I had to pull the car over. So I pulled the car over, and, and I got him out. I didn't spank him or anything, but I got him out of the car. And <laughs> Now listen, we're getting in that car. You're going to hush. You stay on your side. You stay. But my brothers and sisters, look. So you, you know, sometimes when you're the peacemaker, it, it requires... It requires wisdom. And sometimes you know how to deal with your own children because you know your children. And it may be, hey, why don't you... I see uh, Rachel constantly and Mitch you know, w- between their, their twins. 
And between the twins and Ellen, he's not. No, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. No, between the twins and saying, you know, reasoning with them, saying different things because they know the personalities and they know, right? So now I'm saying, I may, you're not my siblings, or, or I'm sorry, my, my, my children, uh, you're God's children, right? But now if I have God living inside of me, and if you have God living inside of you, now God may give you some insight, and you may know how to handle a situation. And again, I want to tell you, sometimes just shut your mouth. Don't let them kill each other, but sometimes just, you, know, sometimes you just, and, and just say, hey, listen, sometimes just ask the question, hey, do you guys love each other? Do you guys love Jesus? Sometimes that's all you need to do, right? First of all, don't you love Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes that's all that's needed. Isn't that right? So, so my brothers and sisters, we, we have some of these, being these peacemakers, it requires wisdom. It requires the fruit of the Spirit. But it, and it all has to come from Christ. It has to come from Christ. We, we can't... Listen, yes, we read this word, but it's by His Spirit that this stuff comes. I'm not going to be able to read this word or read someone else's interpretation of this word. And I'm going to, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to learn how to be a counselor. I'm going to, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to specialize in... Um, what's, what's that course? Somebody help me out. Something training. I can't remember. Please forgive me. But anyway, it has to be conflict resolution. I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'm going to take this course in conflict resolution. I'm going to, all of a sudden, ah! when I walk into the room, every no, listen, as it relates, it has to be by the Spirit of Christ. Am I losing anybody yet? Nope. Praise God. So it has to be by the Spirit of Christ. Remember this, in Isaiah 9, 6, remember he's prophesying of the coming of the Lord. When I say this, you're all going to recognize it. But it's, it's very important that we remember this. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So the peace that we can be really truly cognizant of, the true peace comes by Christ Jesus because He's the Prince of it. Amen? Amen? But listen, my brothers and sisters, remember that, that word peace, what all it means. It's not just absence of chaos. It's not just conflict revolution, uh, resolution. It's not that. It's more than that. It's to be whole, to be one. Amen? Prosperous. Remember, as I'm going through all of this studying, remember what the angel said to the shepherds when Jesus was born. Right? Talked about the announcement of of Jesus being born in the city of David, right? But look at it toward the glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men. See, my brothers and sisters, it, this has to begin and end with the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace who now brought peace to men. Amen? Amen? But now, listen to what the Prince of Peace said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Chapter 10, 34. You could look it up. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. See, that's one of those, see, my brothers and sisters, many of you have heard this, you know, there's, there's all of these contradictions in the Bible. This is just one of those contradictions. No. He's the Prince of Peace. What does he mean by that? How could he be Prince of Peace? He said, don't bring, no, I didn't come to bring peace. Uh, my pastor last week used a, a, a 
he used a uh, scripture in the Bible, and it, it just it, it, I had that as a mind and heart when I when I came here. You're at war. You're, you're not going to experience peace with every human being on this planet. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about peace between earth and heaven, between man and heaven. The kingdom of God has come to the earth. Now God, through Christ Jesus, right? We have peace with God. And now we have the ability to have this, to get back reconciled with God and experience a different peace. Amen? But we're still called to a certain peace. Romans 5.1 Therefore, having, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. That's the peace that we must experience first before we can ever be a true peacemaker. We have to have peace with God. Those of us who have been studying Corinthians together, now all things are of God. 2 Corinthians 5.18 Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and has given us a ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. My brothers and sisters, real peacemakers cannot, cannot be peacemakers unless you've been reconciled back to God. Amen? See, remember... When Jesus is talking about, I didn't come to bring peace, right after it he says, there's going to be conflict in the home. There's going to be relatives against relatives. Anybody experience that? Why? Because you are, in, you, listen, you are a, a resident of the kingdom of heaven. They are a resident of the kingdom of the enemy. My brothers and sisters, that when I referred earlier to what Pastor Loran had mentioned something last week, they, they preached, John the Baptist first, then Jesus. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. He, Jesus brought the kingdom of God to man. Reconciled man. But at the same time, this kingdom on earth has not been destroyed yet. Oh, it's been destroyed, but it hasn't come to its realization yet. My brothers and sisters, the gates of hell are still trying to prevail against His church. Amen? We're not going to be at peace with that kingdom. Right? Come on now. That's what the Prince of Peace was talking about. You have peace with the kingdom of heaven. You have peace with God. Man no longer is at enmity. Now I'm, listen, I'm making available the kingdom to all man. Amen? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So there's no more enmity with God. We are at peace with God. So now, you as a peacemaker, you've been given this responsibility to now be those things that Jesus was when He was here. What was that? He was God was in Him, reconciling the world back to God. Now you're the peacemaker reconciling your people, the people around you, reconciling them back to God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now the enemy doesn't want that. You're not going to have peace with Him. Nevertheless, we win. Nevertheless, we conquer. Nevertheless, we're victorious. It just is what it is. We're already victorious. Amen? Amen. That was, that was not a phantasm that came out of that grave. That was a body that went into it. So when Jesus came out of that grave, He showed Satan, there ain't, just, you're, you, you lose. You lose. You, you, can't, you can't scare them into following you anymore because they know that they'll live. My brothers and sisters, we need to have that attitude. I don't care what man can do to me. Right? 
easy to say. I understand this. Please. Oh, yeah, that's just preacher talk. Yeah, I, I understand. It's easy to say. My brothers and sisters, we got to get that down in our bones. I don't care what man could do to me. God's already saved me. And God has already shown me that no matter what happens, if this body goes into the ground, no matter how it goes there, I'm not staying there. Amen? Amen? Amen. I'm not going to fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I can't, I got to be a, I, I got to have peace with God first. Amen? But then look, I'm, I'm called to be the, uh, this minister of reconciliation. So in Romans, I'm not going to read the whole um, verse to you. Uh, just part of uh, Romans chapter 10. It says, it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. And the, and the, apostle, the apostle Paul there is quoting out of Isaiah chapter 52. He's, because he's saying, listen, we need to go. You know, how, how can they believe? All who believe shall be saved. How are they going to believe if no one tells them? How are, how are they going to be told if no one sent, if, and if there's no preachers? How, right? And that's what he says. Okay. Blessed are the feet. Right? Okay. We're there? So I'm trying to fit a lot of stuff in. Are we good? Good? Okay. So remember, again, we've got this, this dilemma where we are peacemakers and we are to bring peace because of the peace that we've now been given with God and by the Holy Spirit. We have God living in us. But we also have this other kingdom. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is the gospel of peace? The the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Right? Peace on earth, goodwill to men. My brothers and sisters, this is what we are. We're, We're walking, talking gospels of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're showing the world that there is a whole different kingdom that we are aligned with. Amen? Now, again, there's this fight. But if we have God in us, blessed are the peacemakers. If we have experienced the peace of God, and I think that's where we miss it just a little bit. Just a little bit. I can't be a real peacemaker without the peace of God in me. The peace of God. The peace that God supplies. Amen? Philippians, read this with me. Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 6. Be anxious or worried. Don't worry for anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Do you see that? Okay, so so look, what's the implementation here? Don't worry, right? By everything, prayer and supplication, be praying with thanksgiving, already knowing that God is hearing you. Already knowing that God is not wanting to hold that back any good thing from you. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding. That means, listen, you and I, we can't fathom it. And what's more, the world around you can't fathom it. I, I, I hear a testimony of someone uh, who, who has a loved one who's going through a very uh, severe battle with cancer. And that person is, is, pre, is, is just professing, he's, he's marveling over that great faith that this person is going through this battle. I can't believe it. 
good spirits. My brothers and sisters, I would hope that if I got that kind of report, someone would say it out of me. Why? Because there's this inner peace. There's this peace inside of me that passes human understanding. I can't understand that. If I got that, or I've been accused of being a, uh, want to commit Christian suicide or something. I, yeah, that, if that were the case, I'd be flying everywhere right now. I don't want to fly nowhere. But do, we, but do you understand, my brothers and sisters? Do you understand that? Listen, it's not a question of, I want the cancer. I want the bad thing. I want the bad report. It's not that. I'm, I'm, I'm praying that, Lord, let me have that peace inside of me so that if that bad report does come, I'm still bringing glory to your name. And listen, watch. Now, I'm a peacemaker. What? Yeah. All of a sudden, the people around me are thinking, what is, what, that guy, is that guy whacked? What's wrong with him? How could you be like that in the middle of that situation? Ask me. I'll tell you his name. Right? Or someone else will squeal on you. You know why he's like that? If so, Steve, what do I, you know why Steve's like that? Because he is linked to Christ. He's got Christ's spirit living inside of him. Do you know why so-and-so is like that? I'm going to tell you why. Because they love Jesus. Because the spirit of God is in them. Only explanation. Amen? Hallelujah. It's awesome stuff. I will tell you... Um, Isaiah, many of you are familiar with Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. <clears throat> you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Do you, do you see? You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Do, do, you, do you see that? L- listen, let me go, let me go back. Uh, yeah, it's all. Perfect peace. His peace perfect. Mine, I don't know, what is, what is my expectation? Is my expectation of peace to be that there's not going to be any problems in my life? Because that goes against what Jesus told me and certainly goes against what we're talking about as it relates to having two kingdoms residing on the same place. No. There's this peace that I don't understand. There's this peace that's supernatural, this thing. And, and, and it comes in Isaiah in the Old Testament when we see that. And that ministered to me. There was a time in my life when we first moved to Carolina. Everything was going wrong. I've, I've uh, you know, testified to this many times. And man, everything was going wrong. I mean, there were some scriptures that I just tried to hang on to, and this was one of them. This truly was one of them. You, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you. Hallelujah. Because he trusts in you. Verse 4 says, Trust in the Lord God, for in him is everlasting strength. God's got all the power. He has all the strength. Who else can I trust in? Right? Who else can I trust in? So do so I gotta now I gotta come to myself. Do I really trust him? Am I anxious right now? Am I not experiencing the peace that God will provide for me because I'm not really trusting him? Listen, and, and I'm, not, I'm not asking you, me, we, whoever's watching, to beat yourself up over this and feel, oh, guilty and all this. No. This is awesome stuff because, listen, we, we get to build each other up. Before this service is over, we'll be praying for one another again and lifting each other up. 
And the Bible says that when we do that, He hears. Don't be anxious about anything. But by everything, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request be known unto God. Lord, I want to experience this perfect peace that only You can provide. I don't even understand it myself, but I want it. Lord, I'm not going... There, there are some tough things that I'm, uh, that, are, uh, that I'm going through right now. There are some things that my relatives are going through. There are some things that my, some people that I really love, they're going... I, I don't want them... But Lord, minister peace to me that I can minister peace to them. Isn't that... Come on. So, go with me. Last scripture. I almost promise. Almost. <laughs> Colossians chapter 3. This encapsulizes everything, I believe. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also called in one body. Right? Look, look, watch. Together, whole, whole. That's what perfect means, part of it. And be thankful. Let the word of God Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing. There's that word again, admonishing one another. What does that mean? Correcting each other in love. Correcting and encouraging each other in love. Admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Amen? So look at some takeaways, because I know I've, I've given you a lot of scriptures said a lot of things. Brothers and sisters, we are, listen, we are peacemakers. We are His children, truly, right? But we have to experience the peace ourselves. We have to be reconciled back to God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Right? And then we become the reconcilers. We're reconciling the world unto Him. But, in, but truly, to experience this peace... This inner peace, this peace that passes my understanding, man, my brothers and sisters, I need, I need to have my my mind and my heart guarded. I'm going to say it again, very simply: less of Tony, more of Jesus. Amen. And so, so that's the tone and tenor. We could I, I, we could end that message with every 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 message could end that way: less of us, more of Him. But I want to ask, and, and I'm going to ask, and, and again, I'm not trying to scare anybody, and I'm not trying to... If the Lord was to split the sky before this day is over, would you go? Would you go? Listen, there are people in this room, and certainly people that are watching, that have prayed a prayer. But praying a prayer and asking Jesus into your life doesn't make you saved. No. Acknowledging that you are a sinner and you need a Savior, you need your life to be changed. And then depending on Him to change it. That's what being born again is what the Scripture teaches us. That means the old Tony has to die and he's still dying. Dying to come out. Come on. But, but, the new Tony that's coupled with Christ. Amen? Nope. 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 Come on. So my brothers and sisters watching in this room, 
If that's you, you're not 100% sure because you prayed a prayer, but you really, you're not sure if you're born again. If you're not sure if you're born again, then you're not. And I'm not trying to be this bearer of bad news. No, I love you. I love you. If you've never made a public proclamation, I'm just just going to say to you, he says, listen, if you're embarrassed of him before men, he's going to be embarrassed of you before the Father. So I'm not trying to force anybody in this room or watching come out of your shell immediately. What I'm saying though, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Make sure you're born again. If you were baptized when you were a little baby and you're calling that it, that's not what the Scripture says. Right? Being baptized in water is making that public proclamation that I am born again. The old fill-in-the-blank went under the water and is dead to the world, and now, listen, living a new life in Christ Jesus. Amen? Raised to live a newness of life. So why am I saying all of this stuff? My brothers and sisters, because my, there are many, many people in church, I'm not saying necessarily this church, but in churches that are suffering that, and I don't want them to be surprised or shocked when the Lord splits the sky and there are people that are gone and, and the news and everybody else is going to be given all of these kind of fictitious reasons why this happened. And some of these people are going to know. They're going to know. Some of them won't. So my brothers and sisters, I don't want that to be anybody under the sound of my voice. Watching, here. So if that's you and there's this, watch. You have to have an inner peace. See, that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe not as eloquently as I should. There has to be an inner peace. There has to be something that happened inside of you where there's no longer this conflict. I know enough of the Word to know mm, I should be doing... I'm, if you're, listen, if you're doing something that you're doubting whether you should do it or not, if you're doing something that you're not sure about, stop. Amen. Stop. Stop. I'm not, I'm not talking about modifying your behavior. I'm saying stop. Bring it to God. God, I, I have doubts about this. Please, help me. Come on. do it. See, I'm, I'm, the preaching stopped. I'm begging. I'm begging. We need to experience this peace that I can't even explain to you and you can't explain to me. It comes through Him. And then we start to exude it. It starts to come out of us. And we're His kids. Amen? Amen. So, if I described you at all, and if you are in this room, I pray before we leave here, you come up and get prayer. And don't be... Let me ask you something. If you're ashamed, if you're not sure, but you're ashamed, that Scripture means something. You shouldn't be ashamed. And, and, And here's the thing. No one in this room will judge you. I say that with confidence. I know just about everybody in this room. I don't, no one in this room will judge you. But here's the other thing. For those of us who don't have that obvious thing, we're, we're born again. Okay, if you're really born again, you're still going through this process of sanctification. Has there been a struggle in you? Has there been a struggle? Has there been a struggle with something I'm not sure 
or I've justified this by fill in the blank. And if that blank doesn't include the Word of God, it's not justified. If that blank means you figure it out according to your own intellect, according to your emotions, according to what Joe Flung Fluey said, no, 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 no. If that, listen, and, and believe me, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to entertain you right now. I'm telling you the truth. If that justification doesn't come from here, don't do it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Man, I don't want to end on a heavy note. I, I really don't. I love you. And I know that Jesus loves you more than I could even imagine. I didn't die for you, but he did. But I, I know, and I know that many of you in this room and many of you watching for sure know this word. And what I've said is true. So where are you? Stand with me. Where are you? Where are you? Is, are you struggling on the inside with that peace because of the old nature and the new nature and some of the things that you've, you haven't been able to put down but in the back of your mind and you know, maybe you know that it's mm, not quite right or you're not 100% sure, or you've justified it outside of this, or are you truly born again? If any of those things you're struggling with and you want prayer, please come down here. Just play anything, Mitch. Please come down here. Let's pray. Let's pray. If you want to stay there and pray, that's fine. But somewhere along the line, you're going to have to go public. And not where shopping is a pleasure. Somewhere along the line, you're going to have to go public. Okay, and I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Again, I hope that I haven't confused anybody or try to cram so much in a little bit of time. But this is the best time right now. Of all the time that we spent together, meditate on His Word for a minute. Let Him minister to you. Mitch, play anything you want. I don't care. Pray, and if the Lord leads you, come on, come down here. Let's pray together. Even if you're praying for somebody else, let's pray. Amen. Amen.
God, I thank You, praise You for all the prayers that have gone up out of this room and for everyone who's watching. We know that You heard. But Lord, I want to pray for those, Lord, who are not yet born again. Father, I pray that if they still haven't made that, that commitment to die to self and to live for Christ. Father, that Your Holy Spirit would continue to just bombard their hearts. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that Your peace would become real to them. Hallelujah. No more conflict between their own flesh and spirit and Your Holy Spirit. Lord, that they truly would become born again. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I pray for those who may be struggling. Father, there have been issues and some justification that has gone on and our own intellect sometimes and some of the worldly ways that cause us to maybe just give ourselves a little bit of permission here and there. Lord, I come against that in each of our lives. Those of us, many not many, whoever. Lord, those of us who have had those struggles, Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray. Father, we bind the strong man in his house now, in Jesus' name. Not by our power, Lord, but by Your power. Lord, not by our spirit, but by Your spirit. In Jesus' name, we thank You for the victory that You've given us. We thank You, Lord, for the freedom that you've given us. Now, Lord, I pray that by your grace we can walk in that freedom. And everybody said, Amen. 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 And Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Hope to see you on Wednesday, if not next Sunday. For now, let the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my Redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great rest of the day.